Welcome to The Witchy Grind, a podcast where we will talk about incorporating magic into our daily lives, our businesses, raising magical children, and so much more. Think of this as your online coven to discuss all things magic and occult. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Witchy Grind. First, I wanted to say thank you so much to everyone out there that has already supported this podcast and has joined in and listened to the episodes from last month. And um, a big thank you to all of those who have already joined us in the Facebook group and on Instagram and that have also subscribe to my email newsletter, which by the way, you can find the links to all of these in the show notes below. Um, But I am so happy to see this community being built up. And I've connected with quite a few of you on Instagram. And it's been great, the conversations that we've had. Um, I love it. I love it so much. So please continue to reach out to me either through email or on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I am always open to assist with anything that you might need, um, or just to talk, uh, because that's, that's the big thing that I'm about is building this safe community. So thank you. (laughs) But let's go ahead and jump into today's episode, which by the way, is going to be two parts, um, because this is a big topic that we're talking about. And Honestly, two episodes really isn't even enough to like fully dive into it, um, but I just kind of want to cover the basics. And with that being said, like we're going to be having a witchcraft 101. We're going to be taking it back to the basics. What is witchcraft? What are some tools that you may want to get to assist in your craft? Um, some easy spells and rituals to learn to get you started um, in your craft or not necessarily not necessarily to get you started but something that you should know before really diving deep into the more advanced workings um, and just kind of the basics so without further ado let's dive in um so what are the fundamental concepts of witchcraft like what is it? And one of the key principles, and you're going to see this across all of the practices, is understanding energy and intention. And there's that word again. I talk about intention so much. That plays a massive role in your practice. But in witchcraft, we believe that energy is everywhere. And it can be manipulated through our spells and rituals and focused intention. And it's just, it's all about tapping into that natural energy, those natural forces and mother nature, um, and kind of putting our intention and manipulating it back out into the universe to get the results we're looking for. How we do that is all about how we kind of shape our spells and rituals. 
Um, and one of those aspects that we use to manipulate the energy is through tools. Um, and you're going to see different people use different tools to do that. And not everyone is necessary. Um, but some common tools that you see used in witchcraft are herbs, are candles, um, are crystals and divination tools and that can be your tarot cards that can be a pendulum that can be um an oracle deck i mean there's so many different wow different divination tools out there too and that all comes down to personal preference um, and what you connect with most right because these tools carry their own energy and they all kind of have their own symbolism and you see that symbolism come through with colors, um, some shapes can carry symbolism, uh, and just kind of the different properties that these tools kind of embody, um, also play a role in how you use them. And these tools add just kind of another depth to your practice. They're not necessary, but they do kind of assist in it. Um, they can just, like I said, add more depth to that speller ritual that you're doing. Um, so we'll talk about some common tools there as well um, and how you can use them. But I really want to just kind of have this be a brief overview um, because each topic we can really go deep into. Um, and that's just not something I feel we can cover in a podcast episode, unfortunately, but I am super open to continuing this conversation in our Facebook group and kind of diving deeper into it. Um, but, and I'll also list some books that I utilized in the beginning, um, and still refer back to that helped me greatly in my practice. Um, I'll put that down in the show notes as well. Um, and I'll link it in our Facebook group too. Well, let's go ahead and get started um, with rituals and spells. Um, the two ritual or two rituals that I think that you really need to know, um, like the back of your hand, is cleansing and protecting. Those are going to be your foundation spells before you dive into anything more advanced. Um, because when you are working with energy, when you're manipulating energy and you're doing these things, you have the potential to open yourself up to more negative energy. And so you want to make sure that you are protected, your home is protected, your spaces, um, just to keep yourself from anything that wants to do harm, um, so to speak. So... Let's first talk about cleansing, because before you want to do any workings, um, whether that be like a ritual space, a small little spell candle, you want to make sure you're cleansed, your space is cleansed, and you're removing any unwelcome energy from this area. And there's multiple ways that you can do it. Um, one of my favorite quick ways is using a smoke method. Um, I personally use incense. There are other ways out there, but please do your research. Make sure that you are using, um, 
ingredients and resources that have been sourced ethically um, and that you are not encroaching on any um, cultural traditions. Um, that's, that's a hot topic in witchcraft. Um, and I'm not going to dive deep into it today, but just please make sure that you are utilizing a method, um, that is appropriate and any, um, ingredients or things that you used have been sourced ethically. Um, but I personally use incense when I'm looking for something quick. Um, and I use it, I wave it around me. I kind of, um, waft the smoke over me and also use it to cleanse my space. When I am preparing for something more in depth as far as my rituals go, or it's been a while and I just feel like I'm really heavy, um, I will do a ritual bath and you can mix up herbs like Epsom salts. Um, you can do essential oils, which if you're going to work with essential oils, please make sure you know how to safely use them. A lot of them need carrier oils um, because they are too potent to go directly on the skin. Um, so just a little side note before you dive into essential oils, please make sure you know how to use them safely. Um, and again, I am not offering any medical advice or anything. Um, so always consult with your doctor too, because... We don't want any interactions. Um, anyways, you can make these mixtures depending on the cleansing that you want. Um, my more common um, ingredients that I use, and I keep it super simple, um, I love rosemary and I mix in lavender um, and I use fresh ingredients. I am not, I don't use essential oils, um, just because I have animals in my home and I just would rather not risk it. Um, that's total preference. Um, and sometimes I'll even, uh, sometimes I'll use Epsom salt. Sometimes I won't. Um, it's just kind of depending on what I'm going for, but I keep it super simple and I light a bunch of white candles in my bathroom and I mix in that herb mixture into my bath and I soak and I just imagine um, any negative energy and just anything that I don't want to carry with me being washed away. Um, it's really easy and so relaxing and most of the time I step out of that bath feeling just good, like a weight has been lifted off of me. Um, so those are the two methods I use. Again, there's so many different ones out there. Um, so you're going to have to find what works for you. But getting a solid cleansing ritual down is imperative to just remove any energies that attach to you as you're going about throughout the day and the weeks. Um, so you definitely want to learn how to cleanse yourself so you're not bringing anything into your altar space or any ritual space um, that you don't want to join you. Um, and that leads into protecting yourself. Uh, so once you have cleansed yourself, you want to go about setting up wards around you, around your home. Um, those are kind of more long-standing protection spells. And then you always... Um, 
kind of want to seek protection when you're doing a spell or ritual as well. Uh, one of the ways that I like to do uh, for a protection spell is super simple. You cleanse your space um, with any method that you choose and you gather up what tools you feel necessary. Again, it's not imperative to have them. Um, sometimes I use additional tools. Sometimes I just use my mind. Um, and I clarify my intention. Um, and I find that like speaking it out loud helps me. I know some people like to do everything in their head. Um, so again, personal preference, but do what feels right for you. Um, but when I say it out loud, I feel like I'm speaking it into existence. Um, and so that's the method that I do, but I clarify my intention and what I am wanting to achieve with this spell. And then I visualize it. And when I'm doing protection spells, I am typically envisioning, you know, this white, goldish light that is surrounding me and surrounding my home and just kind of creating this protective shield. And then I um, will do like some grounding work and a little bit of meditation while I'm doing this visualization. And I call in anybody that I work with. Um, you know, and this again, all comes down to personal preference on who you're working with, um, whether it be a deity, a spirit guide, your ancestors. Um, so personal preference there, but I call in those that I work with to, um, assist me and watch over me and watch over my space and, you know, do the visualization work. And then once I generally, when I'm doing a protection spell, I sit with this visualization, um, for about 10, 15 minutes. That's just where I feel like I can get into my best, like meditated state, um, and do some breathing work. And then once I feel it is complete and everything is in place, I give my thanks, um, to those that assisted me and it's there, like everything's good. Um, and so that's just one of the ways that I do a simple protection spell around myself. Um, every now and then, I can't really put a number on it, um, but I would say it's like once or twice a year, I will do an actual protection spell on my home. Um, and that consists of like doing stuff outside around my home and again, different methods. We have bunch of farm animals. So I have to be very careful with what I do outside because goats and chickens are nosy creatures and they eat things they're not supposed to. Um, but there's so many different methods out there. So find one that works best for you and your home. Um, and I also do stuff on the inside as far as cleansing and protecting my home. And that's, you know, sweeping out, um, negative energy. And I touched on this back when we were doing the ancestor episode. Um, but you can sweep out negative energy. Um, you can use a smoke method to waft into the corners of your home and expel any negative energy. And then utilizing, um, music 
or high frequency sounds um, can all help invite positive energy back into your home and just kind of cleanse the space and protect it. So, so many different ways that you can do it. It's all going to come down to what you feel works best for you. Um, explore your different options, try things out. That's really the best way to learn what does and what doesn't work for you is just trying it. Um, and you have to remember that these things also take time. Um, not necessarily just with like protection and cleansing spells, but with any rituals and spells that you do. Um, it's going to take time. It takes time for it to come into existence. So just keep that in mind if you're not seeing immediate results. Um, but those are the two like basic spells I think everybody should learn before you attempt to do anything else um, just to keep yourself safe and keep your space safe and protected. So let's go ahead and touch on tools. Um, so many different tools are out there that you can utilize to assist you in your rituals and spells. Um, I am going to touch on a few of the more popular ones and it's going to, um, just kind of give you the basic foundation as far as like what that tool embodies, what the colors mean, um, <clears throat> and things like that. Depending on what you practice, there's probably more tools that you may need or um, may be inclined to try. Um, I can't speak on those because that's not my practice. I'm like Wicca utilizes more um, of the traditional things that you would see like chalices and wands and bells. Um, I'm not going to touch on those because I don't feel well-versed in it enough to give you the proper advice, um, or information on it. So if you are Wiccan, um, there are a ton of books out there. There are a ton of, um, resources out there that can go a little bit more in depth with that. Um, and again, with any other practice, I'm going to more touch on like the common things that you're seeing used, like, uh, candles, uh, herbs, crystals, um, those things, spices, some of the more commonly, um, not common, the more easily accessed ingredients. Um, so let's start with candles. Candles are a huge, huge tool in the practice. Um, and you, they range from like little votive candles to large pillar candles. Um, but I would say most commonly seen are the spell candles or chime candles. If you are trying to look for them online and you try spell and it doesn't work, try chime candles. They're bigger than a birthday candle, but smaller than a tapered candle. They're kind of like the perfect in between. Um, because you want, when you're doing your spells, um, especially candle magic, you tend to want to let these candles burn out um, and burn all the way down for the spell to begin and start working. And it takes a lot of time 
if you're using these massive pillar candles. Um, so the chime candles are perfect size. I find for that. Um, and there's so many different companies out there that produce them in so many different colors. So they're pretty easily accessed. Um, it's always good to have just a plethora of chime candles on hand. Um, especially if you are a big candle magic person. Um, but you can use them in any ritual or spell to just kind of add a little bit of oomph to it. Uh, let's talk about the colors of the candles because that's, that kind of plays a role in how you utilize it. Um, with the caveat that a white candle can be used for just about anything. So if you're using a spell that needs a red candle and you don't have one on hand, but you had a white one, use it. White kind of embodies all the different elements and, um, properties that the other can, uh, other colored candles do. Um, so always keep a plethora of white candles on hand just in case. Um, so let's dive into the color meanings. Um, so again, we talked about white. It can be used for any spell, but also it can be used for healing, protection, new beginnings, um, those are all great instances to use a white candle. I'm like I was saying when I'm doing a cleansing bath, I light a bunch of white candles around me um, just for that healing and protection property. Jumping to the opposite color, um, black. Black is great also for protection, um, but it's also used for banishing and removing negative energy. Um... It can be used for hexing um, and warding. So if there are two candles that I keep on hand frequently, it's white and black. Um, those are my two most commonly used candles. Um, brown, I feel is a little bit harder to come by. Um, I do find when I get the chime candle sets that a couple of browns are included, um, but those are great for stability. It kind of ties into um, the earth element um, and grounding. So stability and security. Um, and if you do a lot of like animal work, it's great for protection of animals. Um, so if you have a special pet that you want to do a protection spell over, pull out your brown candle because um, it's great for that. Red is um, lust, uh, sexual energy, passion. Um, it's also good for courage and determination. Um, red's a pretty powerful candle or powerful color. Um, it's got a lot of strong energy there. Orange is great for um, positivity and prosperity, um, kind of similar to an actual orange and using orange peels. Um, it embodies a lot of those properties. Um, it's great for emotional healing and good luck as well. And then yellow is um, strongly associated with, if you like to do a lot of your um, like directional calling in, um, the elements, um, 
Yellow is associated with wind um, and is great for mental clarity uh, and bringing in knowledge and insight. Um, and it also can assist with confidence. Um, so yellow is also a great candle to have on hand if those are a lot of the workings that you do. One of the other popular candles that is commonly used is green, and that's because it is used in a lot of money and prosperity spells um, because we associate green with money, right? Um, so it's great for any uh, prosperity spells, success spells, a new job, um, good luck. You want to use a green candle. Blue is great for communication. Um, so if you want to open up communication with someone, use a blue candle. It's great um, for any travel spells. Um, it also invokes kind of a sense of calm and forgiveness. Um, so that's typically what I would use a blue candle for. Um, purple is strongly associated with psychic power and spirituality. Um, it's also great for divination workings and spells. Um, and if we're talking about like chakras and everything along that kind of side of things, um, it's great for opening up your third eye. Um, a lot of spiritual work, um, with the purple candle. Pink is good for more romantic things. Um, so if you are doing a lot of love spells, um, pink is great to use. It's good for friendship and happiness um, and joy. Silver is another candle color. Um, I feel like that's a little bit harder to get your hands on as far as like in the chime candle size. Um, but if you do find some, they are great for dream workings, um, moon magic, anything that you want to like with boosting your intuition, um, a silver candle is great for that. And then a gold candle is strongly associated like with the sun. Um, so any solar magic, um, luck is great for you, uh, utilizing a gold candle and wealth, um, since we associate gold with money as well. Um, a gold candle is great for, um, more like wealth spells. So those are the more common colors that you see in candles, um, and just kind of some properties that the colors embody. Um, and so it's just, it's fun to kind of build your spells and rituals around this um, and just you know thinking more deep into like the colors and properties that these tools are going to add in to your spell and ritual um so I hope that helps kind of give you a basis of what you can utilize these candles for. So we're going to end the episode here on this note. Um, and we'll pick back up with part two and dive into a little bit more, um, tools that are useful to start out with, um, and just kind of break that down. 
But I wanted to end this episode with a drawing from my Oracle deck like we always do. Um, still using the Woodland Wardens. I just love this deck and how beautiful it is. Um, and I'll post a picture of the card in our Facebook group so you can see it. But funny story. I was drawing the card um, for this episode and was getting situated and fumbled my deck and dropped all of them. Um, and so I scooped them back up and reshuffled and pulled the exact same card. So my guides really want you to have this message. <laughs> Thought I would share that with you. Um, but anyways, the card that I pulled today is the Finch and Peach, and that stands for romance. And what the message is in the book is love is in the air when the finch and peach appears. The peach, a sweetly scented heart-shaped fruit, has long been associated with fertility, sexuality, and love. And the lively finch symbolizes exuberance, enthusiasm, and excitement. This card was in the upright position today, and that means that your vibrancy and charm have led to a blossoming romance. Be open to and accepting of new love's many delights. So I'm going to leave you guys with that message and just kind of let that sink in and see how that resonates with you. Um, and I'd love to hear, like, did that message speak to you in any way? Um, let me know in the email or in our Facebook group. Um, but otherwise, that's it. That's what I've got for you guys today. I will be back with part two later this month, um, along with another oracle drawing. So yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you at the next episode. <laughs>